Well, yes, again, it came from the public domain. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, tonight's episode is called Mary's Birthday from the Jack Benny Program, 1933. Yes, yes. Brought to you by Petri Wine to give you a good time. And that jiggly wiggly yellow stuff called Jello in five delicious flavors, also in pudding flavors. Check it out. Uh... No Chevrolet program starring Jack Benny and Frank Black's Orchestra. <laughs> And now Frank Black and his orchestra open the program with Tony's Wife. my friends, the newest good news from Chevrolet. Well, talk about business being good. Just listen to this. Instead of sales going down, as car sales usually do at the end of the spring selling season, Chevrolet sales are still going up and up, way ahead of the same period in May, way ahead of the sales a year ago. Over 20,000 Chevrolets were delivered at retail the first 10 days of June. This is the first time since 1927 that sales in June have exceeded those in May. Every minute, night and day, someone is buying a Chevrolet. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's the same old story, isn't it? You just can't keep the best car from leading, especially when that car has a Fisher hardwood and steel body, Fisher no-draft ventilation, a starterator, synchro mesh, freewheeling, the most economical engine in a low-priced car, and especially when it sells for as little as $445 FOB factory. <laughs> Again, this is Jack Denny, the Earth Galloper, coming to you with all the late news events through the courtesy of, now get this, folks, through the courtesy of, I bought her a sandwich, so she ate it, press. Boy, am I hot tonight. So she ate it, press. You get that, Mary? Yes, and I'm going to get rid of it, too. Mm, I see. I don't know. I kind of liked it, huh? So she ate it, press. Get it, Melvin? No, what is it? It's a joke. Oh, pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll start all over again, folks. Hello again, this is Jack Denny, the Earth Galloper, coming to you through the courtesy of the Daily Exterminator. All the news that splits the print. Here they are, okay, let's go. A little late with the court, but it's okay. Washington, D.C. Huh? President Roosevelt takes two weeks vacation, which will end June 30th. Vice President Garner's vacation will end in 1936. <laughs> Paris, France. Russian prince wed five and ten cent store heiress. To keep the money in the family, he buys the ring in her store. <laughs> New York, New York. Jack Sharkey will fight Primo Carnera at Madison Square Bowl. 
When interviewed, Starkey claimed he will not be able to hit high enough to foul Carnera. <laughs> Fountain Lake, New Jersey. Carnera training here with King Kong. <laughs> During brief workout, one of Carnera's legs was found in Scranton, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Cincinnati, Ohio. Man finds alcohol in 3.2 beer and is given key to the city. Highland, New Jersey. Nudist Connolly discovered here. During cold spell last week, nudists were seen wrapped in cellophane. Prosperity News, Detroit, Michigan. Big industries raise employees' wages 10%. When do I get a raise, Jack? When we're in Detroit, Mary. Hollywood, California. Roller skating fad hits Hollywood. Greta Garbo given ticket for parking her skates in front of a hydrant. <laughs> London, England. Nations meet here to pay United States war debt. Poland acknowledges her debt in silver and sends us four dimes and a quarter. Finland sends us a fin. Belgium gives us two brass rings from a merry-go-round. And France gives us Chevalier. And Chevrolet gives you the biggest value for your money in the low-priced field. But, Howard, but I mean, nothing. The Chevrolet has the Fisher no drive. I know that, Howard. I know and that. And every I mean... 40 seconds of the day, someone <laughs> buys a Chevrolet. Play, boys, play. There's no use arguing with Howard. <laughs> I would make those orchestra boys shave. Uh, you know, folks, I never saw so many beards in one orchestra. <laughs> no, really, I, mean, I don't know how they get their saxophones in their mouths. I'm not kidding, huh? Jack, Jack. Yes, Mary? Look at these. Aren't they beautiful? Why, Mary, what are you doing with all those flowers? Well, it's my birthday today, Jack. 
Oh, yes. Yeah, I nearly forgot. Huh? And thanks for the card. Did you like the card I sent you, Mary? Yes, but my name isn't Easter. Well, I happen to... Uh... <laughs> Well, I happen to have one left over, you know. Oh, that's all right. What are you giving me for a present? Well, let's see. How old are you today? Twenty-one. Twenty-one. I'll say, I've got a great idea. It's too late to buy you something, but I'll I'll give you a dollar for each year. See, here it is. Now, five, ten, twenty, twenty-one. Well, that's awfully nice of you, Jack. And, gee, are you lucky. Why? Well, if I told you my right age, you'd owe me six dollars more. <laughs> Mary, make believe you're 16 and give me back five dollars, would it? Well, folks, you can never tell a person's age. I don't know, a man is as old as he looks and a woman is as old as she likes. So congratulations, Mary. Thanks, Howard. Now, here are a couple of little remembrances. Gee, a ring and a book, thanks. What a pretty ring. But what's the book all about? Well, that's to keep up the payments on the ring. <laughs> I gave him that joke, folks. You know, live and let live, you know. <laughs> Mary, I want to congratulate you, too. I want to give you... Yes, Jimmy? My very best wishes. Ah. Uh... Well, anyway, Mary, you don't have to keep up the payments on that, you know. <laughs> Say, I bet you got a lot of nice telegrams today. Huh? Yes, and birthday cards, too. You want me to read some to you? Go ahead. You will, anyway. <laughs> well, here's one I got from Howard. It says, uh... Happy birthday, I must say. May many more come by your way. Because every minute of the day, someone, someone buys, buys a Chevrolet. Chevrolet. Yes, that's a wonderful hint. It's a wonderful thought on Howard's part. I knew he'd get that in. Oh, here's another card, Jack. Another card? Read it. Read it, Mary. Uh, it says, uh, Happy birthday to the sweetest and fairest girl in all the world. Who sent that? I did. You did? <laughs> yes, no one knows me like I do. <laughs> Mary, this being your birthday, really, why don't you do something? I mean, now tell us something about your life. I mean, I think everybody here in the studio would like to know something. Well, I was born in Plainfield, New Jersey on a very dark day. Mm. At first, I didn't know what it was all about. Uh -huh. And before I knew what had happened, I was five years old. How time flies. <laughs> yes, now on my fifth birthday, I said to myself, Took Plainfield. Plainfield isn't big enough for you, so I went to Elizabeth." Elizabeth, New Jersey? No, my Aunt Elizabeth. Oh. Okay. But there was nothing there for me, so I went to Trenton. Oh, your Uncle Trenton? Hmm? No, Trenton, New Jersey. Oh, well, I'm all mixed up. I don't know. At Trenton, things are kind of dull, so I came back to Plainfield and stayed there until I was sick. Uh-huh. And was I sick. <laughs> In fact, the doctor told me I would never reach seven. How time flies. Mm -hmm. But seven o'clock came and then eight, and I ate and ate and ate until I was nine. Until you were nine, I see. And then, and then what happened, huh? Then ten came along and we started our program. So here I am and it's only ten fifteen. <laughs> oh, is that all, Mary? Yes, that's all. Applaud everybody. Very good. That was very good, huh? That was very interesting, Mary. And now James Melton will sing Roses of Picardy. By the way, Jimmy, when did you first start to sing? Well, uh, you know, I was born in Georgia. Mm -hmm. And when I was five years old, I said to myself, Cut, this state is too small, too small for you. <laughs> so I came to New York and took singing lessons. Well, that's interesting, really, that is. Uh, yes, I know. Well, really? tell me, Jack, uh, when did you first become a master of ceremony? Well, Jimmy, I was born in the United States, you see. And when I was five years old, I said to myself, Pitsy? <laughs> I said, Pitsy, this world is too small for you. Why don't you get out of it? Well, Jimmy, give me time, will you? For heaven's sake, play Toots, or both of you play. <laughs> With the sea blue eyes, she's walking. 
waiting and waiting Where the long white road will lie And the thunders in the silence As the wind in the bows above He listens and stands and trembles He's the first little Shining in Picardy In the hush of the silver dew Roses are falling in Picardy But there's never a rose like you And the roses will die with the summer time, and the roads may be far apart. But there's one rose that dies not in Picardy. singing Roses of Picardy, dedicated to the American Legion who will meet at their greatest of conventions in Chicago on October 2nd. Hooray! <laughs> Don't worry, folks. Don't worry about all this noise. It's just a little banquet we're having here tonight. You know, this is our last program until the fall, and we're all celebrating. What a crowd, what gowns, what wraps, and what saps. Everybody's here, and they're all in evening clothes. Ah, what celebrities? Hmm, how do you do, Miss Garbo? Sit right here next to Howard Claney. Huh? I want to be alone. Don't worry, you will be. Now, look at Clark Gable. How are you, Clark? Fine, Jack. I want to congratulate you on going off the air tonight. Hmm, I'll pass that up. I see. We're going to have a lot of music and entertainment tonight, Clark. Will you listen? I'm all ears. That was Clark Gable, folks. Clark Gable. Sit right here. Just throw that bundle down that you have in your arms. Jim. What bundle? That's Joan Crawford. Oh, pardon me. I pardon me. I'm sorry. And who's this? Hey, wait a minute, mister. 
Wait a minute, you can't come in here without an invitation. This is a private affair. What's your name, sir? Marlene Dietrich. Oh, Marlene! Well, well, come right in. Uh, Will we have a good time here tonight? It all depends on you. <laughs> oh, I thought that was good. That was awfully good. Uh, what merriment, huh? Oh, waiter! Waiter! Waiter, I'm Jack Benny. Oh, pardon me. Here they keep coming. Jack Pearl, Eddie Cantor, Chevalier, Ben Burney, Phil Baker, Bert Lahr. Mary, set the table and serve the food as soon as possible, yes? Jack, we have no tablecloth. No tablecloth? No. What are we going to do? Oh, here comes Mahatma Gandhi. We're saved. <laughs> Take your coat, Mahatma. Yes. Mary, here's your tablecloth. Uh, where am I going to sit? Behind that screen. You're fasting anyway, you know. Say, Howard. Howard, look at all those cars parked out in front of this building. And they're all shivering. You said it. A little music, boys. Come on, let's liven up the party. Serve the soup, garçon. Oi, oi. Oi, oi. You mean wee, oui, wee. Oui. Some French waiter we got here. Play, boys. Come on, play. Let's get the party Not tomorrow, but right now. <laughs> uh, how about a song, Maurice? 
Yeah, come on, give us a song, Murray. Uh, no, 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 I don't feel like oh, singing. Oh, come on, Chappy, just one now. Oh, not. Every bird has a death. Every poodle has a mate. In the park, in Paris, in the spring. Every bird, every fish, seems to get his every wish. In the park, in Paris, in the spring. Imagine, folks, every minute of the day, someone falls for Chevalier. Looking... <laughs> oh, Jack, Jack. What is it, Ed? <laughs> I must tell you a joke. This is going to kill you. Hmm? Gee, I wish I were here. He's dying. No, Kitty, go ahead. Tell it. Let's well, get him to tell the joke. <laughs> a, man, a man walks into a barber shop uh, and a shave. Yeah, yeah, Jack, I think, yeah. You'll fall down the shave. I imagine I will, yes. <laughs> a man walks into a barber shop to get a shave. So... <laughs> How Ed Wynn has changed. Well, <laughs> well, anyway, when the barber got through shaving him, he uh-huh. said to his customer, yeah. is that a red tie you're wearing? Uh-huh. And the customer said, no. So the barber said, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. well, then I must have cut your throat. <laughs> <laughs> I know you wouldn't get it. Oh, I didn't. Oh, Mr. Vinnie, Mr. Vinnie. What will I serve now? Serve the bread at veal chops, Bridget. Huh? We have no veal chops. Well, then just serve the bread, you know. Anyway, I think we ought to have a little entertainment. What well, do you think? Let's hear from Mary Living. That's right, a few words from Mary. Come on, Mary, say something. Yeah, what do you come think? On, come on, Mary. Will you? Yeah, come on. Mary Living. Mary Living. Just, just, make, just make a little speech, you know. Well, I was born in Plainfield, New Jersey on a very dark day. When I was five years old, I said to myself, Cook. And now that we've heard, now that we've heard from Mary Livingston, let's hear from that great artist sitting right here at this table, Freddie Allen. Hooray! Get Freddie Allen. Now, what do you got? What do you got to say, Freddie? Hello, folks. All I want to say is that I'm enjoying the banquet here tonight very much. There's only a one-course dinner. Then all I have at night is coffee anyway. But if you have no coffee, we're all even. (laughs) Say, Freddie. Say, didn't Walter Winslow show up tonight? Sure, there he is, sitting over there on the corner. Well, well, let's hear from that great psychic, a man that gives you past performances of lovers the same as you get on horses. The one and only Walter Winslow. Okay, Walter. Okay, America, let's go. Flash, there's no truth to report that Dickie Moore is that way about lollipops. When grilled, he said it was ice cream cones, and they will be melted in June. Flash, you can sit right down any time now, Walter. <laughs> I get it. This is Mrs. Winslow's little boy, Walter, signing off. Hello, little boy. Keep on coming. You know. You know why. Why? Because potatoes are cheaper and cribs are much cheaper. Oh, no. Now, wait a, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. Are you insular candor? Who are you? What's oh, it makes no difference to me. I can do them all. Quiet. You're grabbing the program. Mr. Mm-hmm. Vinny, what do you want me to serve now? The strawberry shortcake. Ah, uh, sure, and we have no strawberry shortcake. Well, what have you got in the kitchen? Roaches. Well, never mind. I'll tell a story. It's a fine thing to bring up at a banquet. That's certainly swell, eh? Hey, Jack, how about a word or two from Al Smith? Al Smith! That's right. Come on. Al Smith. Okay, Al Smith. Huh? Mr. Chairman, all I can say is that I'm having a great time up here tonight. And I'm glad that I was invited. I've been listening to the radio for a long time. <laughs> and I'm happy to be here on this radio program because I like the radio. Well, Al, Al, wait a minute. Al, do you ever listen to the radio? I like that, too. You do, eh? Well, listen. Now, what do you think of the Chevrolet? It's the finest car on the market. Well, don't get sore about it. What's the idea? Just, just say so, you know. 
No, I wouldn't get angry. Say, how about a song? How about a song for Rudy Valley? That's right, Al. Let's hear it right. Rudy, Rudy Valley. Start me. Rudy Valley. Hey, we want Valley. I owe everybody. What's that? I owe everybody. What, with your salary? Oh, Rudy, surprise. I owe everybody. This is Rudy Valley contradicting Howard Greeley. Greeley said, go west, young man, but I must rave about the east. <laughs> Our guest star tonight will be yours truly singing, Your Time is My Time. Your time is my time. Your time is my time. There's no time like our time, and no one like you. Good boy, Rudy. Good work. Hey, Jack, I'm afraid we'll have to stop the bank with it. Ten twenty-five. All right, Howard. Let's turn out the guests and go to bed. Now, but before we go, I want everybody to meet these celebrities. Ladies and gentlemen, of the radio audience, I would like to introduce to you Mr. Johnny Wood, the young man who imitated all these different stars. Give him a nice A century of progress exposition. Ladies and gentlemen, it's off to a grand and glorious start. Everybody's excited about it, talking about it, planning and figuring how and when to go. And nearly every person who's been to Chicago comes back with the same enthusiastic story. Chevrolet has stolen the whole show. That perfectly amazing World Fair factory of Chevrolets in which cars are built right before your eyes is a fascinating sight. It's the highest of all the high spots in three miles and a half of thrills. Now, here's a tip, my friends, on how to get to the World's Fair the easiest way, the coolest way, and by far the cheapest way. Drive in a Chevrolet, America's most economical car. You can travel all day long, and based on average gasoline cost throughout the country, four people in a Chevrolet can cover over 200 miles for less than 40 cents apiece. Yes, you'll not only have a cooler, more restful, more enjoyable trip in a Chevrolet, but you'll have more money left to spend at the fair when you get there. On to Chicago, America. On to the World's Fair, the most economical way. In that big, thrifty, dependable six, Chevrolet. forget to listen in next Friday, ladies and gentlemen, and follow our thrilling mystery, Who Killed Mr. X? Come on, Mary, I'll take you home now. I'm sorry, Jack, I have a date tonight. With whom? 
Oh, yeah? Well, he'll find out. <laughs> Good night, folks. Come on, Shadow. In the Park is from the Gold Diggers of 1933, and it's great to be alive is from Strike Me Pink. This is the National Broadcasting Company.